All right, let's get busy with our panel. It is a midweek Wednesday, and we're joined in studio by Tom Park and Post Media National Politics columnist with a bluntly social democratic point of view. How's Thomas? Good. How you doing? Likewise, fine. Alrighty. Thanks. Dan Moulton is a consultant at Crestview Strategy, a former Liberal staffer in the Ontario government. Hello, Dan. Hey, John. How's it going? Very good, thanks. And Michael Diamond, campaign strategist and political commentator. He's with Upstream Strategy Group. How's the Diamond Man? Very, very, very good. <laughs> it's better to be upstream than downstream. It, it is. <laughs> well, it depends what's flowing downstream. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, you know, I mean, Michael Diamond... Uh, Kudos to you. I mean, you uh, managed to use your stratagems uh, to get Doug Ford elected. We only have one strategy, but we did get uh, Premier Ford upstream, so (laughs) it all worked out. What was that single strategy? You know, it it was on your show when Doug announced, and I know it's on our list of uh, things to talk about, uh, abandoning the silly carbon tax, and it resonated with voters. Well, all right. Uh, That did, apparently, the 10 cent uh, a liter break on gas proved to be uh, one of those issues, a wallet issue that people uh, took to, and that was, I guess, uh, corroborated by Navigator doing research across the provinces of post-mortem. But how do we like it so far? I mean, let me just throw it around the horn. You've got the cap-and-trade cancellation, uh, even child drug benefits that are covered by private plans. I know, uh, Tom, you've talked about the need or uh, advisability of national pharmacare or provincial pharmacare anyway. Andrea was flogging that, but they've kind of, uh, they've drawn that back and say, you know, that would just be overlapping. You've got private plans already covering yeah, that. Yeah, I, would... I wasn't such a big um, fan of, of the wind plan because, you know, it was very targeted and didn't really take the best part of uh, what a, a, a drug plan should be, which is coverage for all and creating the efficiencies so that businesses pay less. Yeah, That's the beauty of it. And Wynn never did that. This is like, we took a bunch of money that was being paid by businesses to their premium holders for our dental plans. Some people don't have that in their employment. Some people do. And then that money got shifted over, right? That was now being spent by the government. Now it's just being spent. Now it's just being shifted back. So I, I don't think it's a, a big gain either way. They're both kind of loser programs. Well, the idea, though, that the uh, private coverage, uh, that doesn't tax the taxpayer. Isn't that the, the yeah, But it taxes the businesses that pay for that coverage. So it's, it's, you're paying for it one way or the other. That's my point, is oh. that you really didn't gain the efficiency of coverage for all at a more efficient, in a more efficient plan. I, I didn't realize you'd be simpatico and uh, would feel for the businesses that would have to pay for the coverage. Of course. <laughs> Corporations are people. All right. Uh, well, you know, also freezing public sector managers' wages. Uh, you know, they've yep. uh, retreated off the vaping thing. Uh, Dan, I mean, he's taken some uh, pretty emphatic steps early on, just a, a matter of a few days, less than a week. In- yeah, n- nothing he hasn't said he was going to do, though, right? So well, that is, that's that refreshing. Really, well, no, I haven't seen much come out that I have, he didn't say throughout the campaign he was going to do. And so we're, we're certainly seeing him implement a lot of those promises, he or some of the promises uh, that he made throughout the campaign. What the real question will be once we get past that, once we get past the, the sort of low-hanging fruit, as it were, uh, the easy things to get done right away, what's it going to be that he's going to roll out and this government's going to roll out? I, I, we're seeing a cabinet come out next last week that uh, I think is, uh, is certainly an impressive group. Uh, I'm interested to see what their mandates look like. We've seen mandate letters uh, released publicly by the federal government and the, the previous Ontario government. Going to be interesting to see those mandate letters come out from this government, what the marching orders to these ministers are, uh, so that we get a better sense of the actual plan that Premier Ford intends to implement. 
You see, I think we'll see that with the, the throne speech, a bit more meat, meat on the bones. But uh, look look to the election promises, you know, finding efficiencies uh, to save taxpayers money, implementing uh, the promises, you know, a, a lot of these uh, low-hanging fruits, obviously easy things to pick off, and good things. It took some courage. But uh, a lot of what we talked about during the campaign, uh, the middle class tax bracket cut, for example, is something that's going to a longer-term goal. So there's going to be lots of work for this government to uh, to accomplish over the next uh, four years. But the years. devil will be in the details there, right? I mean, we're talking, he talks a lot about finding efficiencies. He talked throughout the campaign. Oh, yeah, plus is a great example, though. Yeah, but I mean, that wasn't, there's, what are the savings to the government? Half a billion? Half, half a billion. But again, it just tosses the cost back onto business. So where's the real well, way on stuff like this? It, it does save It doesn't save money. us yes, it does. overall it saves, any it money. It saves no, the public treasury money. If I pay money. for it in my public pocket or my private well, pocket, the problem was we're, we're still people paying, paying for it. For, for we're still paying sides, for it. Though, until yesterday. Well, you don't, pay, you don't pay for a coverage that has a zero risk of claim. So... Listen, the, the thing I was surprised at, Dan, was that you said that this is all expected. I, I don't remember Doug talking about how he was uh, going to uh, change the way that ticket prices were sold. The PC and I, party that, certainly Okay, did. just hang on, okay? And I don't remember him saying anything about that or really giving in to Live Nation and Ticketmaster who, I mean, the people who say, oh, this is a free enterprise, I'm sorry, not free enterprise. This is, these are very much monopoly companies who are uh, taking uh, to taking people for a ride on a perpetual basis. No. It's been it was a fight with the previous liberal government to try and get something done about it. They did it at the eleventh hour. Or is he signaling now, he now just like away. less regulation? It he would, wants more time to study it. I would like to know. Oh, I would like to know if he ever mentioned any of that during the election campaign because I studied it very closely and I don't remember a single mention. Nor do I remember him saying well, I don't that think he was going to take away the oversight changes to police. Nor or do I remember him saying yeah, that he was going to change I agree. I'm concerned about plus. these, these I over... Mean, these the, are just the, bolts from the blue. Ticketmaster, I mean, when the Liberals brought forward that legislation, it was a different leader at the time, but the Progressive Conservative Caucus opposed that, cha- that change. I'm not sure why it's surprising that the Progressive Conservative Caucus, when in government, would reverse that. Yeah. All right. Well, and uh, Dan, you were going to say uh, that mean that losing the police oversight. That they, was that yeah, the police the oversight. I just I just talked to Mike McCormick, the head of the yeah. association. He was actually chuffed and very encouraged by that. He says uh, it was rushed to begin with, and uh, now he's happy that the stakeholders will have. Uh, yeah, more I'm not time convinced though that that time to to consider it that the government talked about today when it comes to that police oversight measure leads to an improved uh, you know quality of policing or approach to to dealing with the public. I mean, the police association all also advocates and stands by car practices, uh, which we, we know promote racism. And so I, I think that I, I do have concerns about, uh, about, about that decision today and uh, where the government will head with it is the, is the real question. The yes, way, hitting pause on the button is, is one thing, but actually addressing systemic racism and policing in the, pro- in the city is, is a bigger issue. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that opens the door to talking about policing in general. I just wanted to say parenthetically that uh, Doug Ford also fired Ontario's chief scientist, uh, Molly Shoichet. Uh, no surprise there. Who is an award-winning prof at the University of Toronto. And six months in the job, but uh, I guess they figured that's a redundancy or something like that. They're looking for efficiencies. <laughs> Be that as it may, why? Is that like. Who needs uh, science when you can have efficiency? Well, <laughs> Come on. Is that what it is? Is it signaling that they're anti science, Michael Dunn? Well, I think we'll, we'll have to see what they do with uh, with that position and with just the general policy direction of the government. I don't think you'll see huge, huge changes on that. But uh, yeah, this is, you know, an office. What did it actually do? I don't think, like, how did it improve the life of the people paying for it? It was literally just created. Yeah, and, and how. what 
what what impact did it have on the lives of people who were paying for it? Well, we'll never know. Well, yeah, because Doug know. Ford that, that would be acquired yeah, a scientist. I, I, I prefer my see, money see, to see, paying see, for her salary. Okay, here's here's a thing that we should do when we uh, actually aspire to run a government. When we fire people or cut programs, we should evaluate whether that is a wise thing to do or not. And this is now just a government that, well, you know, we're, we're going to cut this program and load it onto the private sector. We're going to cut this chief scientist because nobody will understand what she ever did. You know, this is this is where we're going here with this is just, well, you I mean, know, we go, we're, we go we're down going to $400 billion debt somewhere and, along the line. And, something's got to give. And Doug Ford is making it bigger and bigger and bigger, as you know, John. How Two, so? $2.3 billion a year in revenue cuts on income tax, most of which go to oh. richest people, mm. $1.9 lost well, in revenue because of uh, eliminating cap and trade. And mm. it's not a carbon tax. It's cap and trade. There's a difference. Okay. And so and the you're, you're, basically, there's another, you're basically conceding <laughs> that this was just a government revenue stream and uh, what its if, sole purpose was okay. to pop, either, either Mr. pop up Ford, the, uh, the if, coffers. Either Mr. Ford... Well, the, okay, either we care about the deficit or we don't. But you can't pretend that you care about the deficit and then run a, run a, a campaign that says, we're going to give money away to everybody. We're not going to tell you how we're going to pay for it. That was Andrea's platform. Yeah. You know, Look, she showed every nickel of how that was going to be paid. Yeah, there were Doug had no errors here and there. But, you know, billion here, billion, billion there. Up, you know what? I don't think it's that funny because I think we're in some deep trouble well, with this guy. So voters, we're in some deep trouble because we already have a $6 billion deficit, $12 we're, billion. We're five we, days in, Tom. Is there and, not a grace it, period? No, there's not. A grace period for this guy because they are in deep for trouble. For this guy, for this guy, because you know, they are the in same deep trouble. People that when Rob Ford took over at Toronto City Hall, the day he was sworn in, we're thinking of ways how can we remove him from office? Because he was this bad mayor, and a this bad is a bad premier. Who had a, a mandate from the people, that just like this premier does. Folks knew they were, we were going to get rid of cap and trade. They also knew that okay. that was going to end uh, the programming. The cap and trade was funded. I, I'm so not, your problem I'm not is saying not with he, Doug Ford. It's with the voters. Uh, no, I'm not saying. Uh, you know what? A responsible politician puts out a plan that totals up the costs of their promises and then tells the people what what it's going to be responsible where their where things are going to be cut to do that that was not done and that was a real breakthrough in the uh politics of irrationality yeah, we, we and irresponsibility we weren't going to lie to voters we had no idea you what totally the mess, lied to we, voters we every no single day the mess it was ice cream we had every no day idea we're what the mess it. we were going to inherit looked right. like so we there's no mess i don't know guys i don't want to i don't want to really relitigate the last election because well the outcome is clear on that one i mean like let me move on i just wanted to i mean if we just want to pile on and Pile no, on and no, pile no, on no, the deficit no, no. by hey. giving away money to wealthier people. <laughs> okay, Tom. Then we can't <laughs> complain about the deficit. All right, uh, let's get around to something that Dan broached here in a moment. That has to do, do with policing. That's sort of a central issue in the city. What we've had a spate of uh, shootings and killings. We've uh, gone into historic territory as far as the homicides are concerned. So I wanted to come back and uh, find out how we got to this point. Who or what is responsible for that? We'll discuss that next as a topic worthy of discussion. Tom Park and Dan Moulton, Michael Diamond on the. Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.